Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. Today, I have the legend and badass himself, Adam Lin, and he is the owner and creator of The Lift Box. Um, introduce yourself to the listeners, my man. Hey, uh, my name's Adam Lin, and I've been uh, the founder and CEO of The Lift Box since 2017. Uh, heavily involved in the supplement space, snack space, apparel space, subscription box space since then. So happy to be on the podcast, and thanks for having me on here, Andrew. No, dude, it is an honor to have you on the podcast, and I have a feeling when people hear your story, they're going to they're gonna go after it. And um, so diving right into it, um, Adam, what is your why? You know, it, it's interesting. So I, I've been active duty military for going on 14 years now, and I'm 10 of that in the special operations community. And I think it's always just been, you know, the the effort to try to help somebody's always kind of stood out to me versus just saying you're going to help somebody. It's just the effort that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of transpired into, you know, my military career and kind of doing more. And then also then founding the lift box in, you know, making the effort to actually help people um, find better products, find better apparel, find things that they enjoy getting and overall just building a community to, you know, help and inspire people to just be better. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me and the listeners. That's an incredible why. Um, And straight up, just going to throw another quick question your way is how did you come up with the idea of the lift box? Yeah, interesting that in 2016, I was actually out uh, doing some training for one of our courses here. And I was sitting on top of a roof with a bunch of people. Now, this is a huge building, so it's not like a household roof. It's a huge complex. And um, we were waiting for our students to start an assault on this building. And one of my buddies kind of had just mentioned he had tried a new pre-workout and didn't quite taste and mix the way he wanted. And then somebody else chimed in and then another person chimed in. So it led to a, a longer discussion about supplements and snacks and healthy, you know, things like that being a little more expensive and it stinks to try to get a full size tub of something and you find out you don't like it. So I had no experience in anything, you know, that, that we do currently. And I was like, well, there's got to be a better way. And actually Frank Grant, who's one of my good buddies, I used to play ultimate fridge with him when I was stationed in South Florida. He's uh, one of the management team at EVL. Mm-hmm. And so I called him. I was like, hey, man, uh, this is a conversation I had. And, you know, obviously I know sampling is kind of part of the industry, but is this a bigger thing that I can do? And so, yeah, just kind of started talking with him a little bit. And then I just kind of took it and ran with it. It took about four months to develop everything um, and then launched in May of 2017. But it was definitely a, a steep learning curve as I was very frugal, you know, in terms of of spend. So it's mm-hmm. all self-funded and everything. And I didn't want to have to have the wool pulled over my eyes in terms of paying people, whether it was developers, graphic designers, box manufacturers, you name it. So I just started learning everything. So now I'm fluent in, you know, all the Adobe programs, uh, box manufacturing, all the way to supplement manufacturing, snack manufacturing, apparel printing. We actually printed our own apparel. We bought a, um, 
manual screen print machine when we started. And so we learned how to develop the screens actually from a home printer. So if anybody's listening right now and, and has any involvement in the apparel space, they'll think this is interesting because we learned how to get the screens and, and make them through a home printer. And we turned one of our bathrooms into a blacklight room to develop the screen. So kind of some MacGyver stuff to start and it turned out great. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward to where we are now and it's, it's much, much larger. But yeah, that interesting piece of where it started was just on top of that building, uh, 2000. 17 with all the close court combat instructors I work with. Well, listeners, um, wherever you guys are at, everything that Adam just just told you guys, that's gold. He literally did the research behind every single component of what goes into the lift box and did it himself. That is so sick. Congrats on that, my man, on the real. Yeah, thank you. And then um, dropping another quick question your way is, which has been your favorite monthly box you have released? Oof, that's tough. Um, it's hard because like the very first one is like sentimental, the May 2017 box. It wasn't our best in terms of products. It had great products in it, but we just constantly developed and, and kind of you know molded into what our subscribers give us feedback on. Um yeah, I'm trying. We did so. We did a box 2000. I want to say 18. Yeah, 2018 or 19. I'm not 100 sure, but it was the November lift box. And at the time, I, again, like I said, I learned graphic design, Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, all that stuff to design my own boxes. Um, wasn't the best at it though. And I saw this box. But the cool thing with that one is it was our veteran suicide awareness box. Uh, so our shirt had the veteran suicide, um, help hotline on it. Uh, mm-hmm. and it said never give in to the war within. And then the box actually had the, uh, veteran suicide help hotline as well on there. So it was just a really cool experience to put out something like that. That wasn't flashy. It was, you know, brought a lot of awareness, the messages we received from people. And, and this was when we were still incredibly small. Um, and just, again, the amount of people that, that reached out to us just saying that that's a really cool thing to do. And then, um, you know, we donated all the, not, not just net profits that month, we donated everything <laughs> we made. So it was, it was kind of a cool box. So that's probably my favorite one. That sounds like an incredible box, um, sentimental coming from you being active duty within the military and knowing um, the struggles that individuals um, deal with on a daily basis, whether... Um, you're out back into the civilian world or still on duty. So that's awesome that you guys uh, did that so early on within the uh, beginning of the brand. Um, and so another quick question your way is how do you choose which brands to collaborate with or sample such apparel to bring on board? Yeah, it's that, that process has just continued to be fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much since we started till now. So we, we do a few things, um, you know, so we, we survey people every single month. So all of our subscribers. So if you're a subscriber for December, 2020, you're going to get a survey to fill out and actually give people $5 off their next box to take this survey so we can get, you know, accurate feedback. And so that helps guide the process for us in terms of curation, ensuring that we're, we have a pulse on our community. We're listening to what they want. We are, uh, searching for the products that will benefit them the most. So there's that piece of it. The other side, we actually just changed a bunch of how we operate in terms of curation side. And it's, it's, it's looking for 
for partners that we can do experiences with and marketing mm -hmm. uh, versus just we've never been random with our products. We've always looked at the brands as a whole. We've always looked at labels. We've always looked at who's behind the brands. There's certain companies we just will not work with that are not not necessarily they're not great products. It's just there's people behind that brand that don't really align with our core values here. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so there are brands we will not work with based on that. There's some brands we won't work with based on ingredient panels and stuff. But then the other side of it again is we're looking for partners now that again, we can have a great relationship with a repeat relationship with, uh, we can market for them. They can market for us. And again, it's more experienced experience based versus, you know, just the standard, Hey, here's some cool products. And you see this company once a year. So there's there's kind of the three different processes there okay well thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners and um on a personal note um what has been like your greatest learning experience running your own business while still being active duty yeah there's a lot it's hard to nail down the probably my greatest mm -hmm. um time management is huge um yeah, time management's big, and then just just understanding that there's always going to be work to be done, and you can you're never gonna have enough time to complete everything. Uh, we do a lot of brand consulting for smaller brands as well, um, and that that's kind of one of the the issues we see across the board. It's just people don't know where to start, they don't know how to start, and then they get anxiety about starting. And at the end of the day, you know, it, it's all about just getting tasks done to completion. And then moving to the next one, there's, there's always something. So time management and just understanding that never going to be enough hours in the day. And that's completely, uh, excuse me, completely fine. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. And um, so how important is it to bring the right people onto your team? It's incredibly important. Uh, I actually have myself and two others. I have Dan, who's my VP of marketing and co-founder. And then Jamie, who's my VP of operations, she wears a tremendous amount of hats outside of operations, but she's, she, that's her major title for what she does. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's incredibly important. Um, believe it or not, we actually, none of us are full-time. Okay. Um, they both have full-time jobs as well. So this is all after hour stuff. Now this is full-time hours. Mm -hmm. actually, this is more than full-time hours. Yeah. We spend probably 50 to 60 hours a week on this, um, but it's all after the work days. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of being a self-starter, owning your responsibilities, initiative-based, um, being an expert in your field, understanding where you're not an expert in your field and that's okay. I mean, it's again, incredibly important. We went from eight employees down to three and we're actually more, much, much more productive with us three than we were with eight. Okay. Damn. That is, um, that's gold. And you definitely gave some very, very important information to the listeners. And um, so I'm going to drop another quick question your way. Um, in all honesty, I thought the price plow box and letting your customers be one of the first to try Ghost Energy was incredible. It was, a, and it was an amazing experience. Um, but off the wall question is, what is your regular caffeine consumption throughout the day? Are you, do you drink, <laughs> oh, man. Do you drink a, a lot? <laughs> a lot? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Let me, I, yeah, I'll touch on the, the price pop box. That was a really cool box. We actually did a fitness informant box in April that year mm -hmm. too, uh, which was really cool. And then price pop was awesome. It's something that uh, no other subscription boxes have done. Um, partnering with reviewers and letting them help us curate the box. 
and then, yeah, of course, having the opportunity to have our subscribers um, try out the Ghost RTD before it was available to market was an incredible experience, not just for us, but, you know, Price Club, but then also our subscribers. And they did such an outstanding job creating that, that uh, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Um, and again, just the, ex again, experience alone was just great for people. So. Yeah, great job for Price Plow, and then obviously the the whole Ghost team—they were awesome to work with. So, but back to the caffeine, man. Military like survives on caffeine. <laughs> all of us, like we all do. Like I can't tell you the amount of caffeine. So, I mean, I probably do coffee or an energy drink in the morning when I get up at at three thirty or four in the morning to get my workout in, or I'll do a pre workout. It depends. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of around two hundred to three hundred milligrams of caffeine there. And then um, probably around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, I'll do either an energy drink or, or something else with, you know, two to 300 milligrams. So probably close anywhere from five to 600 a day. Damn. Okay. Well, now that you've let me and the listeners know that you wake up at like 3 a.m. <laughs> in the morning, like I, I'm going to say it again. I know I said this off air, but thank you for your time, for coming on here and sharing oh, your course. story. Um and so how important is social media for your brand and company? Yeah, it, it's, it's important. So there's two, two faces of social media for a business. Mm -hmm. There's the organic side, which is, you know, the posts, the stories and things like that, that we share the flow of the feed, uh, hashtagging, all that type of stuff. And there's the back end side of it, which is all of our ads um, and ads are incredibly powerful and important um, to scale a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, so understanding those two pieces that they go together, but at the same time, you can be an expert in curating an Instagram feed. But if you're not an expert in the actual marketing side behind the scenes of the copyright of these ads to uh, having content for these ads, and then also figuring out how to uh, do your audiences, all of those things, you can waste a lot of money real quick. So again, it's two pieces and they're both, I mean, incredibly important. It's 2021 now. And, you know, it, uh, we've talked to so many brand owners that don't really want to put time and effort into social media. And, and it's, it, it is what it is. It's here to stay and it's where it's going to be. So huh. that's interesting that you said a lot of brands don't want to put into one that they don't want to this... put the time into social media because social media can make or break a brand. Absolutely. Yeah. And these, these are smaller brands, mm -hmm. these aren't large scale brands, you know, these are new and upcoming ones. And I, and I don't necessarily know if it's that they don't want to, it's again, back to that point I made earlier, if they don't know where to start, um, you know, and it's, they have to learn, you have to learn the platform, mm -hmm. you have to keep up with the algorithm changes, you have to keep up with the hashtag, you have to keep up with the posting. And it is, it is daunting. It is tiring. Um, there, there's, time and effort into everything you do when it comes to a business. And, and, but again, like you just said, social media for sure is, is a make or break for a lot of companies. And, and it's even more so make or break to stand out, you know, social media, there's so much noise in every direction all the time that ensuring that you're able to stand out in some fashion is, is critical. Yeah. You're 100% correct about that. Um, so I'm going to drop another quick question your way is, um, Adam, what do you want your legacy to be or what do you want to be known for when it's all said and done? Um, you know, I think it's more of 
you know, that I was an average person, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That did above average things. You know, I I don't have special talents. I didn't, you know, um, you know, I went through assessment selection, all these things. And then obviously with my company, I didn't start with, with the money to, to fund it. And I didn't start with the know-how to fund, you know, get it going or anything like that. And then same with my military career. So I think it's just, you know, the opportunity to let people know that regardless of your background, your current situation, like you have the absolute power to change that. And that if I can, in some fashion, inspire somebody to make a change for themselves, that's positive, you know, whether it's 1% daily change that adds up over time or 10% daily change, whatever it may be that somebody's, you know, having a positive impact on themselves. And then there's actually two, the other one I got to throw in there is like the mental health um mental health obviously for the veteran community and and military community is is widespread and it's Mm -hmm. a thing that needs more attention i know there's a lot of people that do phenomenal work and ensuring that there is attention on that um but you know getting rid of the stigma getting rid of and and again it's come a long ways but there's more work to be done so ensuring that someone knows me as an advocate for that an advocate for you know healthy mental health situations and then understanding on how to help someone get the proper help if they need it or or someone can get that themselves so those are probably my two my two big ones to answer your question well um those are that's the way how you answered that question i just got chills straight up um that's an incredible um regarding you being an average person doing extraordinary things um that you just started and now you're killing it with the lift box and um, in regards to the work or the attention that you're giving to veterans and med- and mental health, um, that's awesome. That's incredible. Um, and then I'm going to throw another quick question your way is um, what advice would you give to someone who is afraid to go after it? Make a plan. Uh, when I started lift box i took a month off work and i bought two big whiteboards mm-hmm. and i went onto my competitors websites went you know on the forums reviews anything i could find on my competitors and i wrote down all of the one star reviews one and two star reviews that i could find and then i looked for commonalities in those two things and then i kind of curate the lift box and, and design the branding and everything around those gaps but i wouldn't have been able to do that without a mm-hmm. plan so just getting something in writing and understanding that it's okay that if it changes as you learn more and as you grow. So definitely just sit down, get a plan going, and then get the steps to achieving each one of those goals on that, that plan. And then eventually you'll see where you're super overwhelmed because you've got 10 pages of plans. Eventually one page is knocked out, two pages knocked out. And the next thing you know, you're two, three, four years later, like I am. And you're like, Hey, I, kind of know what I'm doing now. Some days I feel more like I do than others, but I definitely have a good grasp on it. Um, have you ever shared that before on another podcast or another platform in regards to you looking at the one or two star reviews of your competitors? Oh yeah. Dude, that is yeah. insane. Like the fact that you yeah. did that, you went to all the competitors at the time that you were thinking before starting this or whatever the case may be. And then was just there. Like, I'm going to make sure to not do those mistakes to make sure that 100%. when we launch, we're absolutely killing it and putting everybody else to shame. What? I still have, yeah, I still have that whiteboard 
in my office right now because I have a big mm -hmm. home office. Yeah, so that original very first one is still in my office with the same goals, the same reviews. So just as like the, as I get frustrated or I, or I look at potentially taking an easy way or easy route or whatever, I kind of look back at that thing. I'm like, nope, not going down that road. We'll stay, stay above, above par here. You know what? That's that's badass, and that's a that's a good actual um, visual representation of your why and what you're doing, and you're killing Absolutely. it. Um, so, what are your personal goals for 2021 for this year? So we scaled last mm -hmm. year, which I haven't. This this isn't public knowledge or anything until now. But we scaled last year. Um, I think it's right around 1,700 percent. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, yeah so our goal this year is to double that uh so we've got our action plans we've got everything starting to move uh so that would probably be the lift box goal is, is just to continue our scale that we're doing while maintaining um our quality there so ensuring that we don't lose sight of that uh personally mm -hmm. um oh man that's tough uh we'll see I, personal goals are, are tough because i feel like mine are always changing you know i'm always looking to uh push myself either in the gym or endurance race style stuff i used to not so much anymore but when i was in my 20s i used to do ultra marathons and stuff so maybe get back into a couple okay. of those i don't know if I, we'll see about that i lift a lot more now than i used to or when i was younger i, I was a runner and now mm -hmm. i'm a lifter so yeah maybe getting a little bit back into running a little bit more for my personal side um, and then, yeah, probably another business one would just be continue our, our Liftbox mentorship program with smaller businesses and, and helping where we can. Okay. And then you did touch on you working out and being more of a lifter now. So this leads into the next question of what music do you listen to while you work out? Angry, Angry music? music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so I never, I like never grew out of like the early 2000s, like emo okay, music cool. phase. That's like what I still listen to. Um, but now it's like Amity Affliction. Nice. Um, just some of the, those harder harder bands on lifting. Um, but I, I, my my music taste is so varied. So it depends. I can work out to anything. But yeah, usually I'll, I've got a garage gym and I'll put on the headphones if it's super early so I don't wake my neighbors up. Or I'll, yeah, I've got a sound system. I'll blast that type of stuff. And uh, yeah, a angry okay. stuff. Uh, angry probably. stuff okay so um <laughs> are you a fan of uh of mice and men or attack attack dude of all right course. cool oh, yeah. sick all right you're yeah, cool man. you're you're yeah dude, dude. i'm telling yes. you all that dreamo you know stuff from like early 2000s all the way to current there's some good bands out there now i'm ready for concerts to come back you know and do all that stuff yeah me um, too hands down i'm waiting for the world to be all good again concerts come back so then i could see um my chem for sure the used oh, yeah. and then all yeah. the heavy the, bands out there bring me to the Ryzen, you name it yeah I've, I've seen the used probably four or five times like taking back sunday is probably my favorite band oh, and dude, actually when i lived in south florida they did a mm -hmm. tour together so i was able to see both bands at the same time which was really oh. really cool so yeah the used is great so it's, uh, that's so yep. sick and then um last but not least what is your favorite show to watch on Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus, my man? Wait, I so that's a tough one because the the Office just left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Office, like I think we're all still upset. Super about upset. Uh, and so, yeah, so uh, I don't know because I 
I, I feel like I don't watch as much mm-hmm. TV, you know, just because I, I don't have a lot of time anyways. Um, just an example, you know, I, I got up this morning to work out and do all my things. And then I, I got home at seven tonight. So it's like kind of trying to catch up on emails and get everything mm-hmm. squared away before I get up tomorrow. But man, I'm trying to think office for sure. That's probably my all time favorite show that was on Netflix. So I can use that one. Uh, Parks and Rec is good, but again, that's not on Netflix anymore. So I'm not really sure. That's a it's a good question. That I don't have really uh, good answer to other than the Office. And the Parks Office and, and Parks and Rec. So I do more than likely see a Peacock subscription in your future. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> for sure, I I know I probably I probably should just buy all the seasons, and over time it'd be cheaper to just have yeah, those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I definitely that. would. But um, Adam, I just wanted to say thank you so much for getting on Content Inspire, sharing your story, who you are. Main reason why I brought you on board is because I knew, I know that when listeners listen to this episode, you're going to inspire some people to go after it, man. And um, I'm going to link everything down below. Um, main website for the Liftbox. I'm going to link down your personal IG and the IG for the Liftbox. And um, before we head out, is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners? I just really appreciate you having me on, man. Like this is this is great. I, I think you your your podcast is headed in a great great direction. You know, I've looked at all your past guests and everything, and the way you you have your questions laid out, the way you have you know the answers your guests give. So I think I think you're doing an incredible thing. I, I'm really really humbled to be on here. So now I'm not even gonna plug anything. I just want to plug content, inspire, and say thanks for taking the time to have me um, on, man. Thank you, dude. Thank you for saying that. And um, listeners, till next time.